Well, you'll be happy to know that Stan has no idea what he's going to do with the rest of his life. That doesn't make me happy. What if I tell you I have no idea what I'm doing with mine? What the hell are we going to do when I get caught, Harvey? You're not going to get caught. That's your answer? What else is there? Why? What? Hire me. Why would you do that to me? You mean for you? No, I don't. You've made it perfectly clear that you only do things for yourself, so why? You mean the reason why I became a lawyer? Or your friend dealt drugs? Or you used to cheat? I cheated because I need you to- You couldn't make money any other way? Bullshit. Life is this. I like this. That's not me. Well, if it wasn't me, you wouldn't be here. So if you want this to stop, all you gotta do is tap out. Suits season one, episode 10 is over. And if you want to hear us talk about the shelf life, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sestrino back here with the guy who doesn't smell like sausage. Here he is, it's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? I'm good, Rob, you don't know that. You don't know how I smell. I Not don't today. know that for sure. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm going off of like memory. No, I have like big sausage energy sometimes. <laughs> big maybe sausage when you energy. saw me. Okay. Yeah, maybe when you saw is me, that I didn't the pheromones? smell like sausage. It is. It is. And I, from what I can tell, they're irresistible. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, we had a Suits episode that featured uh, a big milestone here. First kiss here for Mike and Rachel. You say first kiss as if you know, like there are kisses to come. How do we know that this is? I'm isn't guessing. The end game? Like, I'm guessing this is sort of like a will they, won't they, and like I think we're getting towards will they. Uh, what about Jenny? We're just uh, going to ignore Jenny. the fact that yeah, Rachel is obviously dirty Mac in here. She's uh kissing on someone else's man. It's not great. I don't know. I don't know if I appreciate this from the Duchess. Yeah. I'm not anti-Jenny, by the way. I think that Jenny is fine. Like, I think that there's another universe of suits where, like, Mike and Jenny could be a thing. I'm a little anti-Jenny. I can't mm -hmm. lie to you. It's not, yeah. She's not my fave. She, I mean, she's just not. I guess to make the case for anti-Jenny, I mean, she was with Travis, who is Trevor. the worst. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Trevor, who's whatever his Travis. name is. Tony. Yeah. That guy. We have called him Travis guy. for a while. Uh, Let's just, just change Trevor. his name. Trevor, Let's whatever. keep changing his name every time we talk about him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, she she was with him, so she can't be that great. But also, um, I don't know, he was a con artist, so maybe she didn't know he's such. But the whole time she was with him, I, I saw the eyes that her and Mike were making at each other. I just don't trust this lady. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, she seems nice enough, but if she'll do this to Trevor, how do we know she won't do this to Mike? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't know this, so uh, that's uh, what we're going to get to the bottom of as we go through everything. I mean, this was kind of an episode where both things were kind of, a, it was like, they, there was really just one story that uh, we were seeing from Mike's perspective and from Harvey's perspective. It wasn't necessarily like there were two different things going on. No, no. We got one big storyline, but they were in two different places while they were happening. And so it starts with this black tie affair uh, at a charity event, which will lead us into, you know, the main plot of the episode. And then Mike, of course, ends up doing a lot of the grunt work in the background, which kind of explains his storyline. But Rob, is it acceptable to wear a gray tie to a black tie affair? Uh, you know, you're asking the wrong guy. Do, no, do you I'm know? asking the right guy. No, I, I, I don't I, know. I, I, you, I you like think I get invited to a lot of black tie affairs? 
I assume you've been invited to a few. I don't think I've ever. I think the only black tie affair I ever got invited to was Stephen Fishback's wedding. Oh, that's not a black tie affair. Like, no, it was. It was. I I, I didn't even realize it. Yeah, but you can't just make your wedding a black tie affair. Like, you know, those are very specific occasions. I'm telling you, it was. You know, he's so bougie. That's Stephen Mm -hmm. Fishback. You've been saying it for years, but now I'm starting to. Nobody believes me. Yeah, I didn't know. I had no clue. But Mm -hmm. yeah, Louis Litt wears a great tie. And I just. I, I like rules. I don't like to follow them, but if you give me established boundaries, I won't, you know, I won't go too far. I won't stray. And so I would not have worn a great tie. It was a, it was a bold choice from Lewis. This was such a big Lewis episode. So much going on that Lewis ends up meeting a woman at this party. And before he goes to talk to her, he asks, you know, do I smell like sausage? I ate pizza. And he talked about, you know, uh, that he just has uh, these, uh, these pheromones. He doesn't like sparkling wine either. Um, he doesn't want to be like Niles Crane, but he hits it off with this woman and I don't really understand. Can you explain to me? Because you're the oracle on these things. Lewis, huh. he ends up like ha- meeting up with this woman. We see later on in the episode, he's on like basically like a double date with Mike. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the episode, we see that she slaps him in the face and knees him in the groin. And I don't really understand what happened. Yeah, they don't tell us what Lewis said, but based off of what we know about Lewis, We know that he probably said something wildly inappropriate or offensive. Um, He just doesn't know how to dial it back. He doesn't know how to read the room. And so I'm sure he said something awful to this lady and it made her uh, harm him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he we end up seeing the video footage of that very attack. And the only reason we see it is because he know, he's going to get a restraining order against her and he needs the footage. So <laughs> I'm not sure what he did, but uh, watching Lewis get, uh, you know, kind of handled by this Sharice lady, uh, it was interesting. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. It was a weird turn because it seemed like they were hitting it off just fine. It seemed like she was into him. I was like, OK, this woman's into Lewis and he's he's doing the thing. And ultimately it went very sour. Yeah, the pheromones can only get you so far, Rob. Yeah. Okay. So that's what's going on with Lewis. But uh, meanwhile, uh, that they are at this uh, charity function, and there is this woman, Tori, there. She runs uh, some sort of a firm where she's been working with Jessica for years, and they need her to do some work because she wants to fire a senior VP, uh, and his name his name is Stan. Jacobson. Are you a Stan Stan? I'm not a big fan of Stan. I'm not a Stan of Stan. No, I can't say it. I can't say that I am. Throughout this episode, we do see that he's getting the short end of a stick in a lot of ways, but then he's kind of whiny about his situation and it was his fault. So I really don't appreciate that from him. I think we'll talk about it in a minute, but Stan finds himself in this situation because he he's getting fired by uh, Tory's offices. They have outsourced this uh, firing to um, Jessica and Harvey because they're going to fire him. And they're also going to make him sign a severance package so he can't talk, you know, so he's going to get some money. But also he needs to sign this NDA. And we find out that the reason they're firing him is because he lied on his resume. He didn't have any accounting background. He was not a CPA. And he's been handling all these firms and accounts uh, for all these different businesses. And so it would be very bad on them if they kept him around, knowing that any mistakes that they made, you know, could be due to the fact that he lied on his resume. So this is his fault. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's going to be brought into Harvey's office. And there's kind of a funny scene that he is so excited to go into Harvey Specter's office because he wants to check out his balls. 
And oh, he's very excited about the very ball. excited about the balls. And Mike's like, oh, excuse me. He's like, oh, I need to see his collection. And then he gets in there and he's like, oh, Jeter. Oh, is is this? And he's uh, Hank Aaron. He's uh, so excited about uh, uh, Harvey's sports memorabilia. Doesn't even I mean, look at the basketballs. No, no, he's a baseball guy, and he wants to talk about baseball, but he finds out very quickly that, no, that's not why you've been brought here. You're not just brought here to meet with Harvey and, and see his balls. You are here to uh, to get fired. You know, we found out the big secret is that you lied on your resume. Mike has gone and done the due diligence to find the background check that they did on him, uh, and he got it from another company, you know, that whoever, whatever outside company they contract to do those background checks. And with that information, armed with that background check, they know that you are not a CPA and that you've been working here for several years and just um, fraudulent. And it very much uh, mirrors the Mike Ross situation, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for Mike, that it's very clear to him, like, wow, this is like a glimpse into my future. And that's going to be weighing over him over uh, a lot of this episode. Now, Mike, he's got a lot going on in this episode because it's a big Jenny episode. Uh, we see in the beginning of the episode, I don't know, this was kind of weird to me, where Mike is like uh, having some, you know, uh, you know, time with Jenny. They're, uh, they're hooking up. And she's like, oh, this is moving too fast. I just got out of a relationship. You did too with Trevor Travis. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but then she sees like an invitation to, oh, what's this? The Harvard Club? And he's like, uh, yeah, it's just a thing for people to go. Like, And then after that, she's like, hey, Mike, let's go. Like, what the freaking hell, Jenny? Like, are you just all about Harvard guys? I don't think so. I think really what this comes down to is Jenny feels bad about how she did Trevor. You know, the fact that her and Mike are going behind their best friend or her ex's back and starting this relationship. So she's like, no, Mike, we need to take it slow. We've already hooked up, but we just can't keep doing this. I feel guilty. But then she sees that Harvard Club invitation like, but I do like nice things. And mm-hmm. I like to go places. And I like to and I would like to date you, Mike Ross. So if hypothetically speaking, if you were to go to this Harvard club, who are you taking? Mike's like, I mean, I take you, obviously. And that was enough for her to say, okay, we don't need to take it slow anymore. We need to hook up. And so mm-hmm. they start uh, making out and stuff again. Yeah. All right. Th- that was earlier in the episode. Uh, so when Harvey and Mike are talking through everything about uh, Stan earlier in the episode, um, there's also a point where Harvey is talking to Mike and Mike says like, oh my God, like my secret Harvey, if Jessica found out, like she would fire me. And Jessica walks in. She's like, wait, what? What would I find out? And Harvey's like, oh, Mike's secret. He's a virgin. And Jessica says like nothing about that. I feel like that Jessica's like, wait, why would why would I fire him over that? No, her response was, that doesn't surprise me. Moving yeah. on. And Moving she just on. continued to talk. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you, know, they, you should have asked more follow-up questions. Like, why would I, why are you talking about my reaction to that? Right. Why do? Why would you think I care? Just was like I can't be bothered with yeah, the Jessica with the hates Mike. Mike. I, 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 that's a, a fun storyline. I just think she's really indifferent to him, and I think most people are. I, you know, we saw in the last episode a guy actually named Travis uh, just hands Mike his pin at several different points in the episode, just kind of like as as if he's Harvey's pin holder. We've seen people, you know, completely ignore handshakes from Mike. He's so low on the the 
the food chain when it comes to this legal world that no one takes him seriously. And so she's just looking yeah. at him as another associate. Uh, and so she really doesn't care. She figures maybe Harvey's just being mean to him or, or picking on him. And she's down with that. She, she's OK with a little hazing. So <laughs> she doesn't say anything. But yeah. this is when Mike takes off to go start looking for that background check. And he falls asleep, Rob, yeah. at the workplace and is awakened to um, Rachel Zane handing him his suit that Jenny gave her in the lobby of the uh, of the building. Now, was this Jenny sort of like marking her territory with Rachel? Like, was there anything that was like, hey, just like, let Mike know I put the key under his mat. So also, you know, I'm sleeping at Mike's house. Uh, it 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 could have been if, if it was, though, it was very subtle because I don't think she knows that she should be threatened by Rachel at this point. I think that she showed up, you know, to do it a good thing here. I'm Mike's like, you know, whatever friend that I that he's like, you know, we're sleeping together, whatever the case may be. But she has this suit. Mike fell asleep at the office and he doesn't have one. So he needs to give it to her. And so, I mean, she needs to give it to him. And so the only way to get that to him is to give it to somebody who can get through security. And Rachel just happens to be there. And she says the thing that she doesn't mean, which is, oh, Jenny, how can I help you? It's like, oh, you can help me by delivering this mm -hmm. suit to my boyfriend that you've been pining for. And so she does that. She wakes him up. And the first thing she says, oh, your little girlfriend left this suit here. It's like, damn, Rachel, can you stop hating? And so, um, yeah. yeah, this is signs of Rachel not being okay with Mike's having, Mike having an actual relationship outside of the office. It's a little confusing to me because Mike is wearing a suit at the office with Harvey he needs a new suit and he wakes up not in a suit. So I don't know. Does he have like pajamas at the office to change into? No, he wasn't wearing a suit, Rob. He was at home with Jenny. And then when they were making out, Harvey called them from, the, you know, after leaving the black tire fair, it's like, get over here now. Mm -hmm. And so he shows up in like his T-shirt and stuff, you okay. know, he's laying around house clothes and he just passes out in it. <laughs> now, the cool thing about the change of clothes here is that Rachel gives him the suit. He knows he's in a rush. He needs to hurry up and change uh, because he needs to get Harvey this information. So he starts to change basically right in front of Rachel and she is ogling his goodies. She, she seemed like she was checking him out. Yeah. She really was. Uh, again, I don't know. Eyes if up it's here, Rachel. It's, yeah, it's definitely not appropriate for Mike to be changing in front of her in the workplace, but we, you know, I mean, we, we've been flagging this sexual harassment thing mm -hmm. from Rachel. I think we might have a case. Yeah. All right. There was another part of this episode that I really loved where Mike goes to go see Lewis and he calls him into his office and uh, Lewis tells the story about how Mike last night I was with the most beautiful woman. There's a chemical thing between us. And when we touched, oh, my God, Mike's like, why, why are you telling me this? And Lewis is like, well, this is guy talk. This is how, you know, men talk to each other in the workplace. And the thing that I just, you know, I love Lewis so much, but did you notice like in Lewis's desk that he has all of these photos on his desk? Have you, did you clock any of this? No, I don't think I okay. was paying attention. All what right. are the photos? So Lewis's photos where you would have like family photos are all mm -hmm. pictures of Lewis. So it's like Lewis in like different poses, like by himself. It's so funny. Next time that you see Lewis's desk, like look for all of the photos of Lewis on Lewis's desk. 
No, this is relatable content. I often don't decorate my office when I get a a, a place to, uh, you know, start to put stuff. I always have to figure out what to put on my desk because I don't really have like a like a lot of family that I want to look at every day while I'm at work. I really mm-hmm. want my family to be far away from work. <laughs> and so so I would probably do this, uh, but I need to go see the pictures because I I know they're ridiculous. Yeah. It's Lewis, it's Lewis Hopefully Lewis. they'll be in a lot more episodes in uh, Lewis's office. So we talked about Stan Jacobson. He's going to get fired, but Mike is going to slip up and say, yeah, this background check that says that you didn't have a thing is five years old and the guy's like wait why would they do this why they wait so long for to if they knew about my background check why did they wait i knew i knew this was going to happen yeah it's a cover-up they waited this long because they had no reason to get rid of him. But now that some something fishy's happened, we've seen Paula, some other lady, Paula O'Neill, which is like pa- very close to the name of a, of another famous Yankee, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not a coincidence either. Um, but yeah, Paula O'Neill has been fired because she was going to blow the whistle on something, and so instead. Um, you know, once that happened, Stan, his, his, his antennas have been up, you know, he, he's kind of paying attention and it looks like they're trying to get rid of him to cover up something too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he runs out of there. He doesn't sign the severance package. Harvey has to like flag him down on the street. And he's like, you either sign this severance package or you're going to be getting a lawsuit from me, Harvey Specter. You're not going to want yeah. that. No, because this lawsuit is for back pay. You know, he he acquired this job under false pretenses, and so it was fraud. And so we've been paying you under the, the uh, you know, the idea that you have uh, the credentials, and mm-hmm. you don't. So we want all our money back now. And I'm Harvey, damn it. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we uh, go to the Harvard club because Mike is trying to get more information about uh, this whole Aberdeen saga. And so that he has to sneak in with Jessica and Jessica is like being all, she's like doing characters. She's making up fake stories. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jenny, Jenny, not Jessica. Uh, Too many, too many J's. Um, But Jenny is like uh, really like happy. This is why she wanted to get in the Harvard club. Yeah, she she wanted to be in on the on the con on. You know, we see Trevor was in a kind of a shady character. Mike Ross is no angel himself. Maybe Jenny has a little bit of that DNA in her as well. And in many different ways, probably. Uh, so she wants to go and hang out and she wants to mingle and she's pretending to be British. And so she's talking. Mike is supposed to be trying to find someone who will slip up and give him the information he needs mm-hmm. because he can't get it through legal means. Now, he sees somebody, I believe his name is Brian, um, that he knows works for this company, Aberdeen, that's names keep coming up. But when he goes to, I guess, approach Brian, he runs into another familiar face and it's Lewis Lit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then he's like on a double date with Lewis and Jenny is telling Lewis's date, which is Sharice, that uh, she works with monkeys and talks about how monkeys are smarter than people. And Lewis like takes like great exception. He's like, that's not true. Monkeys are not right. smarter than people. But nobody cares, Lewis. Mm-hmm. Literally nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Like he said that as if he was going to get some huge argument. Like someone's going to say, Lewis, how dare you? This woman, Jenny, is a, is a master of, of, of monkey science. But they're like, okay, Lewis, whatever. Fine. Mm-hmm. Argue with the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I really thought this was going to turn into like some kind of like con job where Sharice was conning Lewis. She's like, I would love to see where you work, Lewis. So I thought she was like trying to get also do some sort of espionage. 
No, it did sound like it. Cause she said, I, oh yeah, take me to your office. But I'm like, oh, is she gonna get there and start taking pictures of like uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh maybe some classified documents but no we don't get any of that in this episode from her we actually get that from mike uh, ross because although he can't get to brian jennings and getting any information out of him uh jenny goes and steals brian jennings key card and says why don't you just break into his office this and go was look brazen yourself this was very the- much so <laughs> i this mean mike playing with fire Right. I like, I understand you're trying to like clear this guy's name, but I don't think Harvey would approve of this. No, uh, he wouldn't. I mean, Harvey's doing some shady stuff too. We see Harvey is going to night court to go yeah. get some access to some sealed court documents. So I guess he can't judge too much, but Mike, you are already on thin ice. Imagine going to jail mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. And you've also been impersonating a lawyer, you know, for whatever, how many months at this point. Um, and you've made some fraudulent documents and falsified records for your Harvard thing. This is just not like, this is not the crime you want to go down for, Mike. You, this is going to be the domino effect that ruins your life. You might want to just stick to the liver, the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Yeah. You know? and Mike gets busted by a guy. And luckily he gets busted by like this crooked security guard that is not like calling like the real police in to actually get Mike in trouble. And then Harvey comes in and is trying to like uh, deal with this guy who's trying to like shake down Harvey, which is a bad idea. Yeah, I think he gets uh, stopped by the security guard, Ken Tanaka from Glee. And uh, the, he catches uh, Mike looking through the files. Luckily, Mike has a photographic memory. So once he saw the files, he saw the files. He basically has the file. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but uh, Ken Tanaka here, he knows that espionage happens. He, this is probably not the first time or the last time he's, he's going to see somebody try to break into their offices and try to get, you know, the upper hand on another law firm. And so instead of calling the police, he calls Harvey because it'd be nice to get some money to keep this quiet, you know? And so we're going to do a little extortion on Harvey Specter, but that's not an easy thing to pull off, Rob. Yeah, it's not because uh, Harvey somehow in the time in between where he got the phone call and ultimately when he get, got down there that he was able to like look into like the tax records of this guy. I mean, did Mike give him the uh, security guard's last name? I don't really understand how he got all this information, but he ended up finding out all this stuff and basically uh, says that, you know, I'm going to go after you. He gives them a small bribe, but we don't know exactly what he pays him off, but he says that Mike has to repay him. Yeah. He's like, Mike, I didn't pay him off, but if I did, you definitely have to repay me for that because you're playing with fire here. But Mike has gotten too close. He's, he's so close to this case because he wants to help stand so bad just because he's empathizing with them. He, he really does see a lot of himself in this man. Mm-hmm. All right. So they've got a lot of goods on Aberdeen. Turns out that they've got shelf companies all over the place. I mean, these people on uh, the show, I mean, I guess like I I feel like, oh, my God, these companies are so brazen. But then like probably, you know, it happens all the time in real life also. Right. Right. Like uh, for me, it feels like, are they making this up? Because I've heard of shell companies, but not shelf companies. But Harvey explains that, no, shelf companies are just shell companies that you let you let age a little bit. You let it simmer. You mm-hmm. know, you put it uh, you put it in the oven and then you take it out a little bit later. And it's and it's uh, it's a little bit more useful because now it looks like an established company. It doesn't look like something that just popped up. It's got a history of being active. It probably has an accounts, you know, or, so, uh, or a few accounts tied to it. And so it's the perfect thing to do if you're trying to, uh, you know, 
uh, have something look legitimate that is not necessarily legitimate. And so Aberdeen is one of 37 companies, it seems. Oh, my God. That are, yeah, that are involved uh, in this whole scam. And so now they have this information, but because Mike went and got it through nefarious means, they can't use it. It's not admissible. Uh, and he also doesn't have a copy of it to show to anybody. Mm-hmm. All right. So they bring Stan in and uh, we need your help to help take down Tory. He agrees to do it. They sold him. Uh, what do you have to lose? I guess nothing. So Mike is going to be like pulling like another, I guess, an all nighter and needs like Rachel's help uh, with like, I guess, what, what is she like dictating to him how uh, the, the whole thing should go? No, he's he he has the photographic memory. So he's seen the bills. He knows that there are like mysterious charges and surcharges on these bills that are, you know, applied to Aberdeen, which seems like it's a fake um, company. Right. We know it's a shelf company, a shelf company. It leads to nothing. So all these surcharges are being filtered to some random company that nobody can trace. And the only person who has the proof is that company. So Mike has seen the proof. And because he has seen the proof, he has a photographic memory. So he will dictate exactly what he's seen to Rachel. And she's going to type it up like an official legal document. He doesn't plan on using it in court. Mm -hmm. So it's fair, you know, for what they're going to use it for. Well, this is going so well working together that they have a moment, Chappelle. And ultimately, Rachel and Mike kiss. We say Rachel kisses Mike. Would that be fair to say? Rachel kisses Mike. Uh, we are going to. She be liked charges. what she saw. She did, but but damn it, Rob, they're at work. They're at work. This man is on the clock, and he's he's trying to collaborate with you to solve a case to save an innocent man, and yet here she is, all hot and bothered, just forcing her lips upon this man. Now he did kiss her back, mm-hmm. but she started it. I didn't see no consent there. I'm just saying we might have to take Rachel t- Rachel Zane to court on this one. I think we have a good case. Okay, but Lewis walks in. Now, Lewis is already salty about that those other associates brought up the video of Lewis getting slapped, and they did it on Mike's computer, and Lewis thinks that Mike was the ringleader when he just walked in, and... Uh, Lewis is saying, like, you know, it's frowned upon to have these relationships in the workplace. Yes, thank you, Lewis. That's exactly what we were wondering. Uh, mm-hmm. No, Mike Mike is like, okay, bye. You know, he doesn't have time to play with Lewis, but this is bad because now Lewis has some dirt on Mike Ross. I don't know if he plans on using it, uh, but he does act on it very quickly in this episode. Eventually, he will just go spill the beans to, uh, I guess, in the first chance he gets, really. Mm-hmm. All right, well... Back to Tori, they call her in, and basically it's like, you're busted. We got you. We got you. We got you. you. Hang we, it up, sister. We got your ass, yeah. Tori. Yeah. Get out of here. She's like, what are you talking about? He said, look at these documents, slams folder. Um, these documents have proof. This is the bills that show that Aberdeen has been getting all this money, and you've been getting that money from us. This is my company. Jessica's pissed. But Tori says... How do you even have those documents? Like, there's no way you could have subpoenaed those by now. He's like, I, I, that's neither here nor there, damn it. You don't worry about that. What all, all that matters is that we know and we coming for you. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so the grand scheme of things, it seems like uh, Aberdeen was getting surcharges. It was going to, uh, and it was just like uh, taking money from a lot of these, uh, a lot of these companies, including uh, Pearson Hardman. 
And so Jessica takes it very personally that this woman has been stealing from her. Yeah. And so now they're going to take Tori down. How many times? Now, we're on episode 10 of Suits. Congratulations to us. Double digits. Yes. How many times in 10 digits. episodes, Chappelle, have uh, the Pearson-Hardman uh, firm had a case where somebody is stealing money from somebody and then they uncover it and then at the end of the episode, you're going to jail. Yeah, they look, we handle a lot of financial crimes mm-hmm. here at Pearson Hartman. We do, I feel we like it's been three or four times in the first 10 episodes. Okay, there's been some embezzlement. <laughs> yes, a couple times. Yes. Uh, you know, especially with, uh, I, I, I can't remember her name, but Lola, Lola, mm-hmm. our hacker, um, she was stealing from her dad, but she didn't go to jail. You know, they worked it out like uh, in a mm-hmm. you know, family mediation or a therapy or something like that. So it's not always this, but I think this is the first time someone is actively stealing from uh, Pearson Hardman. Yeah, that's what makes that's it so bad. A bridge too far. Yeah, you can't steal from us. Steal from other people. Jessica was fine when uh, she was like, oh, that ain't got nothing to do with us. But here, no, you mm-hmm. stole from her, Tori. And you got this fancy new house and this vacation this vacation villa that you invited Jessica to. Oh, no, you're going down, babe. It's time to go. Time to go. Get out of here. I never want to see yeah. you again. All right. So uh, Harvey and Jessica, they're talking about it all. And, uh, you know, Harvey, you did it again. Uh, and he feels like, well, you know, just want to let you know, Mike, help me out here. I know you don't yeah, like him. Jessica's like, Jessica's like, oh, God, fine. I'll give him the credit. And um, poor Stan. Stan thinks that by helping with this case, he has just, like, got his job back. You know, like, oh, yep, I did yeah. it. It's all good. We're Look at us, a happy family. I saved you all that money. I I, I caught the burglar. Now I can just go back to my desk. And like, Actually, Stan, Stan you, you don't work here anymore. You are still fired. Um, because you are not a CPA. Like, did you miss the part where we said you don't meet the credentials? And he's just like, oh my God, well, what am I going to do? Like, go back to school and be a CPA. Yeah, like, go do you, something. You know, go, literally, here. go become a CPA. You know what to do. You know how to do it. And your your point was that you couldn't afford it last time. Yeah. Uh, Stan, I, you can afford it now. You can mm-hmm. literally afford it now. And they're about to give you a huge severance package as well. It's time for you to go and get legitimized. Um, but this is bad news for Mike Ross because if this ever happens to Mike Ross, just like Stan, he would have a hard time starting over. You know, Stan's going to come out of uh, school as a CPA with no experience. He won't be able to put none of this on his resume. Uh, and Mike Ross, if he ever was to actually decide that, oh, I want to go to law school, he can't put any of this on his on his mm-hmm. resume, like he cannot go take the bar exam and or go to law school right now as an associate at Pearson Hardman. So it's between a rock and a hard place. So that's exactly where Mike goes uh, to Harvey about all of this. It's uh, weighing on his mind, and he's like, "What are we gonna do when I get caught? Like, why did you do this to me?" Yeah, why did I do this to you, sir? I saved you from prison. You mm-hmm. really need to shut up. Uh, but Harvey says, "Look, at the end of the day." You like the thrill of it. You mm-hmm. love it. I love it. I'm Harvey. I don't live down here. I live up here. I live up here where 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 it gets reckless and it gets sexy and we do this kind of stuff. And if you don't like it, you can go. Mike's like, I do kind of like it. Mm-hmm. I'll say, yeah, you know, because that's the thing. Mike Ross can walk at any time. He, he can, can legit quit his job out. today. He can go. Nobody's forcing him to be here. This is not a mutual, you know, um, like situation where Harvey's blackmailing him or something like, or Mike has done something that makes it like, now you right. can never back out. We're tied together forever. You are free to leave, sir. That's very fair. If Mike left Pearson Hardman, not one person would be like, 
Oh, where's Mike? Oh, he's gone. Okay. You know, it would be yeah. business as usual. Next, next up, next yeah. associate. Who, 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 yeah, where's the guy who beat him in the in the mock trial? I'm sure he'll be applying for his Kyle. job. Yeah, yeah, Kyle. Okay. Yeah. All right, and then Jenny comes back to see Mike, uh, but then Lewis ends up intercepting her, and he's like, "Oh, you know, it's like he works with Rachel all those nights." And it wasn't even subtle. It started off like it was gonna be subtle. Like, oh, Jenny, it's crazy seeing you here. You know, uh, I, I, I don't. I hope you don't run into Rachel. Like I thought that was where we were stopping, but Lewis says, "No, Jenny, it's funny seeing you here. I imagine I'd see you a lot more, considering that Mike is always hanging out with Rachel. You're a smart girl. I'm sure you can figure out what that means." I was like, "Okay, Lewis, mm-hmm. you're laying on a little thick. You know, just say it. Just say you seen them kissing and move on." But nah, he's 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 doing the Lewis thing very slimy and so he's just planting seeds here to um you know make jenny not trust mike why because he's still salty about the security footage mm-hmm. he says if i can't be in love with sharice nobody can be in love. <laughs> nobody can all right yeah. so uh that is episode 10 of suits again congratulations to us for making it through the first 10 episodes were like one thirteenth of the way there Mm-hmm. Good job by this us. Good, yeah, it it flew by so fast. I think at the end of the season we should do something to commemorate this um, because we're coming up on the end for sure. Um, we got some feedback at um, Suits Pod on Twitter from a friend of the podcast, my dear friend uh, Phil Phil T. Yeah, he said this pod suits him. So you know, if this pod suits you, suit yourself. Go leave us a five star review. Go leave us some ratings and help us climb the charts. And tell your friends uh, to tell a friend to tell a friend to mm-hmm. listen to the Suits Podcast and go to SuitsPodcast.com to make that happen. So we are closing in on 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts. That we're almost there. We're gonna need a few more if y'all want us to get that Facebook group going where we could be talking about suits. Go to uh, suitspodcast.com to be able to uh, leave us some rev- reviews. I also uh, I got an email uh, from uh, one of our listeners, Chappelle. Uh, this comes to us. Uh, you can email hosts at suitspodcast.com. This is from one of our listeners, Andrew, who yes. said that I'm a few episodes behind on the Suits Podcast, but as an attorney in New York City uh, taxi and uh, or uh, as an attorney at the New York City Taxi and Limo Commission, I wanted to weigh in about the medallions. Remember the guy who was yes. looking to get the taxi medallion? Uh, he says that every yellow cab in New York City has a medallion to limit the number of cabs. And at their peak of value in 2014, they were going for about $1 million a piece. So the guy in the episode, what? he was uh, trying to get his for $300,000. And so what, a steal. what Andrew says is that the combination of the economy, the entry of Uber and Lyft, and the value being inflated to begin with led to a massive crash, uh, which you could read more about here. And then he has a link. Long story short, the driver was lucky to miss out on purchasing a medallion. Yeah. Uh, it's not a great time for the taxi industry, it seems. Uh, Uber and Lyft and even uh, that Tesla service. Uh, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what it's called. Dear God. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's like uh, several different options for public transportation now and um, ride sharing, I guess I should say, in New York. And uh, this guy probably was buying into something that wasn't going to last long or be sustainable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else about episode number 10, Chappelle? 
No, this was cool. Uh, like I said, it was a very easy episode to discuss. It was one. Ca- it was one case basically. Uh, but this was this was more like a look into the mind of Mike Ross. You know, what is he thinking? Yeah. What is his end game here? You know, he's he's a lawyer, but does Mike just do this until he retires? Does he ever get out? Does he ever get caught? We really don't know at this point in the season. And what is he thinking with his password, Ross nine nine nine? Oh yeah, this is a horrible password. You mm-hmm. know, I'm sure like the IT department, Benjamin is somewhere, you know, scoffing at this man and his uh horrible password. His associates, his fellow associates just hacked his computer like it was normal. These are violations, right? This is like where's HR? At some point, I need to start asking some questions about the structure of Pearson Hardman mm-hmm. because you should not be able to get away with this. Yeah, just like trying as many times as you want to get a person's password. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Chappelle, great job today. We will be back tomorrow to talk about episode 11. Uh, Make sure you subscribe, suitspodcast.com. Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? At suitspod on Twitter and at Chappelle's underscore show on Twitter as well. All right, I'm at Rob Sisterino. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.